When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Dale Lally, and uh, well, the Steelers have two preseason games in the books here. They've also broken training camp here and uh, are back at work on the south side now. And, I, I, you know, I was listening to a uh, fantasy football show today, as I often do uh, when I'm in my car. And one of the things that struck me as odd is that the guy who was talking, uh, I don't even know who it was. Uh, a lot of those guys kind of run together for me, but I, he was talking about some of the Steeler wide receivers. And he was saying that he, he didn't know where, you know, he wasn't going to draft those guys quite as high as some other players because he was unsure about the Steelers quarterback situation. And I've heard that and it make it cause pause for me there. Because here's the here are the stats for the Steelers quarterbacks in the preseason after two games. Mitch Trubisky is nine of fifteen for 123 yards and one touchdown. He has a passer rating of 108.5. Mason Rudolph is 26 of 36 for 220 yards, two touchdowns, and a passer rating of 106.3. Kenny Pickett is 19 of 22. For 171 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and a passer rating of 138.6. Why would anybody be having have any issues with the Steelers quarterback situation after two preseason games? As, as a team right now, the Steelers quarterbacks are 54 for 73 for 514 yards, six touchdown passes, no interceptions. That's a passer rating of 120. Point five. You can be confused right now nationally about who's going to be the starter for the Steelers. I get that. Whatever. It's going to be Mitch Trubisky in the opener. I can tell you that. But here's the thing. None of these guys have played poorly in the preseason. None of them. Like Mason, you look at Mason Rudolph, you know, Mason Rudolph has, has had a strong camp. And he's followed that up in the preseason by playing well as in, in addition to that, as has Pickett and Trubisky. So I don't not, I'm not quite sure why anybody would have any question about the Steeler quarterback situation. 
And I think the thing that we've seen here, I know everybody's all over the, the offensive line. Oh, it's terrible. It's this, it's that. The Steeler quarterbacks have only been sacked in the first two preseason games four times. Let me say that again. In, four pre, in two preseason games, the Steelers quarterbacks have been sacked four times. And a large part of that is because of the escapability that those guys have. All three of them, really. Mason Rudolph has dropped back to pass 36 times and been sacked once. And he's the least mobile of that group. Now, there was the safety in the game against the Jaguars where there was pressure and Rudolph kind of threw the ball away. But if a receiver cuts that off, if the receiver sees that situation and reads it correctly, that's not a grounding penalty. And they live to play another game, another down. So the Steelers quarterback situation to me is in pretty good shape. I feel pretty good about the three quarterbacks on this roster. And make no mistake about it. You know, I, I think when you start to look at this, um, the Steelers had an idea here. Right now, if you look at the, I think only one quarterback in the league thus far in the preseason, there have been, a, you know, almost 70 quarterbacks who've played in the preseason this year. Kenny Pickett is getting rid of the ball the second fastest. Mitch Trubisky is the second slowest, but that's kind of by design, I think. First of all, Trubisky hasn't run any two-minute offense. In two games, Pickett's run the two-minute offense twice, and I think that was by design because one of the problems that Kenny Pickett had and has had throughout the course of training camp is holding the football too long. So the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, been very smart about this put Pickett in some two-minute situations where he can just catch the ball and get rid of it, catch the ball and get rid of it, get into a little bit of a rhythm and not hold the football. And that takes away some of that opportunity for him to, to you know, perhaps hold the ball longer than he should because you're putting, you're putting the defense at a disadvantage here by putting a bunch of receivers on there in a two-minute offense and allowing them to just run the two-minute offense. Trubisky hasn't gotten that chance yet. And I did ask Trubisky about that um, after Sunday's game or after Saturday night's game, you know, if he would like a chance to do that. And he says, look, I've, I've done it a couple of times at training camp. Um, you know, I, I've done it enough to, uh, you know, to get my feet with it, wet with it. Would I like to do it in the game? Sure. But maybe that'll come in week one. Maybe that'll come down the road here, but he was actually the best of the three quarterbacks in the two minute drills at training camp. I think he's done it three times uh, during, during training camp practices. And he led his team to a touchdown all three times. Rudolph and Pickett both had some failures in there in that situation. So I, I feel pretty good about the Steelers quarterback situation and what they have. And I'm not down. I'm not going to downgrade any of the Steeler receivers. We saw Mitch Trubisky go out there and show early in that game that he has a pretty good connection with Deontay Johnson. Johnson had two catches for 33 yards, could have had another one on a deep one. He tripped a little bit on that one. Otherwise, that would have been a long touchdown because Trubisky you know, laid it out there for him. Johnson was behind the secondary and just tripped a little bit. Otherwise, that's a long completion. He also had a touchdown catch. It was negated by the holding penalty and the play that should have been stopped 
because defensive lineman was unabated to the quarterback, forcing Dan Moore to have a holding penalty in that situation. And everybody said, well, Moore had a terrible game, gave up a sack. He had a holding penalty. The holding penalty, I I don't put that on Dan Moore. That was on the officials. The defensive end in that situation jumped off sides and was coming, had a full step and a half across the line of scrimmage. That play should have been stopped immediately, and Dan Moore shouldn't have had to have held him. Um, so I, I don't I don't put that on Dan Moore. Now, that being said, he didn't have a great game, but that is what it is. But to me, the quarterback situation is where they want it to be right now, where all three of those guys are playing well. I'm Dale Lally. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I come back, we'll talk about some moves that we're starting to be CSC made around the league here. What that might mean for the Steelers. We'll do that when we return right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Dale Lally. And well, we saw on Monday, we saw a couple of trades made in the league. The first one, Cody Ford, offensive tackle, uh, interior lineman. He's kind of a swing guy. Uh, gets sent from the Bills to the Arizona Cardinals for a fifth round draft pick. Then we saw another trade where the Minnesota Vikings went ahead and made a deal to acquire a backup quarterback. And uh, they made, they made that trade with Nick, uh, with the Viking or I'm sorry, with the uh, Raiders for Nick Mullins. Here's the thing. I know people might look at that and say, well, why didn't the Steelers, why didn't the Vikings trade for Mason Rudolph? Or why didn't the Steelers trade Mason Rudolph in that deal? It's a conditional seventh round draft pick. Tells me that the Viking or the uh, Raiders were going to release Nick Mullins, and they said, "Okay, well, we're we're going to probably release this guy." Um, but, or I'm sorry, the Raiders are going to release this uh, Mullins. They said, "You know what? The Vikings will give us a conditional pick if he makes that roster. Then the uh, the Raiders get a seventh round draft pick next year, in 2024, I believe it is." So. Um, Mason Rudolph's better than Nick Mullins. He is. I think he's shown that throughout this course of this preseason. So 
there might be a team that's interested in acquiring Mason Rudolph. But again, I'm not doing that for conditional seventh round draft pick. I'm not doing it for conditional sixth round draft pick. I want at least a fifth round draft pick if I'm the Steelers, if I'm, I'm going to trade Mason Rudolph. Because he has value. I think, again, I just went over all the numbers in the previous segment there uh, of how the Steeler quarterbacks have played in this preseason. And I thought Mike Tomlin said it well uh, the other day, Saturday night, when he was talking about what Mason Rudolph did in that game. He said Mason Rudolph was, was a varsity player in there playing against a bunch of JV players. And he was absolutely right about that. Mason Rudolph is an NFL player. Now, is he, a, is he a, you know, one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL? No. He, I, you know, I don't think we can call him that. Is he one of the top 40? Maybe. I know he's definitely one of the top 45. He's better than a lot of guys who are, who are you know, slated to make rosters around the NFL. Did you see Josh Rosen on Sunday? He might be Cleveland's backup. Or backup to the backup to the backup, as it is with the Browns right now, because they're going to have to, you know, maybe keep three quarterbacks there uh, because of the Deshaun Watson situation. And Watson is not going to be one of those. So, uh, you know, I look at Mason Rudolph and uh, he has value. I'm not going to give him away just because, just to get him out of town. No, he's had a good camp. He's had a good preseason. There's value there. I'm not going to give up on Mason Rudolph unless he absolutely uh, somebody bowls me over for something here. Now the deal for Cody Ford, that's, that's, you know, a little bit more interesting. Uh, Ford has been a guy. uh, He's probably a little bit too small to play tackle in the NFL, although he can. So he probably fits more at guard, but he's not great. And you're not going to plug him in. You're not going to trade for him a fifth, a 2023 fifth round draft pick. Is he going to replace Chooks or for? No. I thought Chooks or for was the Steelers' best lineman the other day in that game against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I thought, I thought Chooks was solid. And he had a solid game in week one against Seattle. Are you going to give up on, on the, you know, the guard situation that they have? No, I'm not going to do that either. I don't know that Cody Ford necessarily moves the, the needle there in that situation. We did, however, on Monday, and, and Kevin Dotson uh, confirmed this, and Kendrick Green uh, confirmed it as well, that, uh, hey, he didn't play well against the Jaguars. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And so now Kevin Dotson uh, moved back into the starting lineup at the left guard spot. I think in an ideal situation, the Steelers would have liked for Kendrick Green to win that job. And it looked for a while in training camp like he was winning that job. Now they've gotten into the games and, well, some of the inadequacies and inconsistencies showed up again. But I don't think they were interested in trading a fifth-round pick for Cody Ford to help, quote-unquote, solve their offensive line problems. They're going to live with what they've got here. They're going to continue to add to the depth behind it uh, but I don't know if they're interested right now in trading a draft pick. We'll see what it looks like against the Detroit Lions on Sunday. The Lions are going to play their guys. They're using this like it's going to be a tune-up or the, their final tune-up for the regular season. We'll see how Mike Tomlin uses it. But I would expect that that offensive line is going to play in this game. Maybe some of the other starters, regular starters, don't. But you're going to see that offensive line out there because it has to get better. And it can get better, but they need as much time 
together as they can get. That's going to do it for the Dale Lally Show here today. I am Dale Lally, and uh, I'll talk to you again tomorrow. You can listen to all of our podcasts here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Of course, we got uh, daily shots uh, from Dayon Kovakovic on the Steelers, the Penguins, and the Pirates. We also have uh, my daily show here as well, uh, regular shows on the Pirates, Penguins, the uh, Pitt football, Pitt basketball, and, of course, Penn State as well. You can hear all those right here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Ah, boy, I don't know if that sneeze. Hope you got that before it uh, before the sneeze came out, Eddie.